to Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. I am your host, Dave West, codename Phantom Troublemaker. And I am your co-host, Noel Wood, codename Crapshoot. And I am your Cobra intern that is currently confused trying to figure out how much wood a woodchuck can chuck. Codename Legion Cub. How, how many chuckles can chuckles chuckle? Well, when they, when they first said it, that's what I thought. <laughs> I'm I've been running around looking for a Joe dressed in a woodchuck costume. Oh, but get apparently a, get a it frozen is not Christian. chuckles. So well, we'll talk about woodchuckles later. Uh for yeah, now, cool. you can follow us on Instagram at Audible Interlude Podcast and on Twitter at G.I. Joe Audible. Uh, please leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. I hear that's a good thing to do. You can check out the Needless Things YouTube channel for toy reviews each and every week. Uh, and on Instagram, I, I like to do a little name that Joe, name that cobra. I'll throw that up there from time to time. We we uh We'll feature different figures and things. We'll share the news. Uh, so just Audible Interlude Podcast on Instagram. And speaking of Instagram, we were tagged by a listener, friend of the show, Silent Interlude. Go follow that account. Uh, it's for our, it's, a, our, it's our, uh, our, our nemesis. We're all right, right. silent. Well, it's our, our, our counterpart. We'll say yes. counterpart. There you go. Uh, so Silent Interlude on Instagram tagged us in this awesome picture. Uh, thanks to our conversation about Dr. Mindbender, Silent Interlude posted a, I guess, custom or kitbash Mindbender. It's the Bat Mechanics uniform, and it's using the head of the, what, 92 was it? Was it Mindbender version 2, I guess? Yeah. Mm -hmm. With the, like, Borg-looking head, and he's got the uh, the stuff on his arms, the components on his arms. And then he's got a like bat. Uh, very cool. Looks awesome. And actually, yeah, the paint on there too, because it's Mindbender boots, I think. But uh, definitely awesome. Thanks for tagging us. Thanks for the shout out. And uh, we're glad we could make people think about Dr. Mindbender. So yeah, everybody go follow Silent Interlude on Instagram. Uh, we are indeed four times a month now. We do two news episodes and two, I guess, entertainment episodes where we'll do reviews and things like that. Uh, and that we also have polls that go up, I guess, on Spotify, where you can check out the podcast and interact with us a little bit. Uh, we've got two different polls to follow up on. The first one was... Will you buy a Hasbro selfie series figure? The options were absolutely, no way, and yes, but only if I can send in a picture of Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> and uh, the answer was 100% absolutely. So yeah. ev everybody wants a Hasbro selfie series figure, which uh, makes sense. Although we should send Hasbro the message. They're way too expensive. We, <laughs> we were wrong. The $60 price is not reasonable. You definitely don't raise it above that. Right. I mean, I, I think we need to find out if Paul Rubens actually voted in our poll. Oh, well, clearly he didn't or else he would have well, chosen. But it's still just a Herman. selfie for him. Well, maybe he wouldn't have wanted Pee Wee Herman. Maybe he would have wanted his oh. character from Buffy. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, or there's Batman no Returns. Yes. Yeah. 
Absolutely. He could have wanted uh Cobblepot. What's what was it? Chester <laughs> Chester Cobblepot? Uh, Oswald is... Oswald Cobblepot Sr. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh and then the second question from last week's episode was would the dragonfly be a good choice for a classified Haslab? Uh and once again, 100 percent absolutely. Wow. Yeah. I think they could get away with it. I think it would be size-wise, it would be reasonable. Uh, you know, it's it would very long, but you know, it doesn't have a huge profile as far as thickness or anything. Uh, and I think it's something that it it fits what we want. It can carry a number of figures. It has a lot of interactive gadgetry, and it's definitely an iconic vehicle. Yeah, True. and you'd get a wild bill. And you'd get a wild bill, which is perhaps the the best feature of the whole thing. Well, okay. <laughs> so if it's a Haslab, you know, it would it would be the Dragonfly and Wild Bill, but then there would be stretch goals. So the stretch goals could be maybe airborne, mm-hmm. maybe some different uh, armaments for it, maybe a different chin turret, maybe different uh, missiles. To go on the side, mm-hmm. um, there there are a number of interesting customization options they could probably go with. What if they could have it where you could interchange the skids with landing gear and make it almost like an airwolf type thing? Mm. Oh, that would be cool. So yeah, anyway, Dragonfly for HasLab, which we'll talk about uh, classified HasLab in just a little bit here. Make it more like the Apache copter that it's kind of modeled after. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It'd be. I, I think it could be modified to go back and forth. Uh, but before we get any further, we have to mention we finally have concrete information about. That's right, Audible Interlude, a GI Joe podcast appearing live at Joe Fest. As a matter of fact, we are kicking off Joe Fest Saturday morning at ten fifteen. We will be recording a live episode. Uh, we are, when we do live shows, we are heavily audience interactive. We want you guys to participate. We want you to come ready to talk about Joe's to talk specifically about your favorite Joe's. We've got giveaways. We're going to have stickers, hats, the joy of Joe book. Uh, so that's Joe fest, June 25th, Saturday morning, 10, 15. We are kicking off the whole entertainment day. That is a so live close. episode. It just dawned on me how close that is. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, yeah, it's 11 days from the date that we're recording. Wow. That's crazy. So we are going to be live with a bunch of awesome Joe fans in Augusta, Georgia. Uh, check out JoeFestUSA.com to find out more about Joe Fest and show up to this panel ready to participate. <clears throat> Wearing your audible interlude t-shirts which are available from the needless things t public store and i think they're still discount well by the time this posts they won't be discounted anymore but uh you know we'll we'll be thrilled if we see you show up in an audible interlude shirt we'll we'll definitely give you a sticker for that at least uh all right a little bit of news to talk about actually a lot of news to talk about it's funny how this works out when i start making the notes for news i'm always like oh man i don't know if we're gonna have enough uh for an episode this time and then by the time we record we're like is this two episodes now so big bad toy store in addition to the other retro 
modern era, whatever you want to call those Walmart exclusive figures that came out. Uh, they now have the Awe Striker available for twenty nine ninety nine, which I think is maybe it was twenty four ninety nine at Walmart. Yeah. Yep. So twenty nine ninety nine, not bad at all, especially considering it's the one vehicle that didn't seem to linger uh, because both versions of the Hiss tank and the Fang, once it showed up in the stores around me, just kind of sat around for a while. Uh, the Awe Striker, I, I bought the one I got, saw it maybe a couple more times, and then it was gone. Yeah, it, it was well, it was hard to find at first. I remember I, I had you pick one up for me because I saw one in the store before my pre-order arrived and then my pre-order got canceled. And I, oh, yeah, myself. yeah. Um, eventually, uh, it didn't I don't think it was as bad as the Hiss tank and especially not the Hiss three where they were just clogging up shelves. But right. I was able to pick up a couple of all strikers on clearance later on when they were down to like seventeen ninety nine. I never saw them on clearance because nope. I absolutely would have bought a couple more if I had. Uh, so yeah, Big Bad Toy Store has uh, the Awe Striker and a number of other items from that uh, Walmart retro collection. Uh, one thing that just popped up today, or I guess I noticed today, well, two things from today. One is that the Cobra Trooper Officer two packs, uh, the O Ring two packs, are shipping soon from Hasbro Pulse. Uh, those of us who pre-ordered it got an email today, and typically when you get that email, you're a couple days out from it shipping. And that goes along with uh, what Emily stated, I think, in the initial stream, the Instagram stream they did at the beginning of the month, that the items from PulseCon had now shipped from the Hasbro warehouse. So chances are Spirit, uh, the Cobra Officer, and... Storm Shadow? Storm Shadow. Uh, are just about ready to go at Pulse as well. Uh, and other retailers. Uh, also featured today, uh, shared on Twitter, the Fortnite Snake Eyes Katana Harvesting Tool. <laughs> so if you're not familiar with Fortnite, uh, and if you're our age, there's no reason you should be, um, aside from your children perhaps playing it. All of the characters in Fortnite have a harvesting tool, which is like a variation on a pickaxe. But when Snake Eyes was included in Fortnite, his harvesting tool was his stylized katana. And this is a role play item that actually looks really awesome. If this, if I see this in a store, I will buy this thing. Uh, size wise, it's probably a tiny bit on the small side, but it just, it, the shape is great. Uh, the, the, the proportions are nice. It does not necessarily, like I said, it's probably a little small, but it doesn't really look like a toy. This would be a cool thing to just sort of hang up on the wall. Uh, I like it. One other thing that came to my attention, Diamond Select Toys has uh, a line of half-scale busts called Legends in 3D. And the Storm Shadow bust is shipping now, and it looks freaky real. Like, if you want a little tiny man head in your house, this is the item for you. Like, it's almost creepy how real the eyes look under the mask, but it's a great-looking Storm Shadow. Did you guys see this thing? No. I'm looking at it right uh, now. It showed up on his tank 
uh, I think a couple of days ago. Yeah, those are some some really really good sculpting on the on the brow. Very intense. Yeah. But just only one hundred and seventy nine ninety nine. Well, you... I mean, for a half size bust of, yeah, of this yeah. quality, that's oh, really not bad. I I have seen this. I just did not know that it was called Legends in three D. Yeah. Uh, it's it's cool. I like it. It's great. If if I had room for if room and finances for such a thing, I would get it. <laughs> but I don't. I've got my little Palisades busts that I'm perfectly happy with. Uh, let's see. What have we got next? Okay, you guys. It is time to dip into the big news, and that is the second Yojo June live stream. Now this one was an actual live stream from Hasbro Studios or whatever it is they're they're referring to it as uh, with reveals and pre-orders and conversation, our friends Emily and Lenny uh, and another fellow who I should have caught his name, but unfortunately because of the timing of how everything's gone down, I just watched this stream and took my notes today. (laughs) So I didn't get as thorough a look at it as I wanted to. but we do have all of the pertinent information. One of the things that they dropped up front, they stated in the Instagram stream, uh, which by the way, we're recording this on Tuesday, the 14th. So we do not have the information that is shared from the next Instagram stream tomorrow on the 15th, because we just, we can't record between then and Friday. It's just not logistically not going to work out. Uh, but Emily mentioned in the first Instagram stream at the beginning of the month that they would be dropping reveals or, or names that would be released in 2023. And they dropped two more at the top of this stream, and that is Copperhead and Torpedo. I am very excited because I've mentioned how much I'd like a classified Copperhead, whether it's Python Patrol or regular or whatever, a couple of times. Very excited about this. How do you guys think, you know, Copperhead, I imagine, is going to be pretty true to a real American hero. Torpedo, I think they've got a little bit of room to modify and update. What do you guys think of, of Torpedo and Classified? Uh, I would say with Torpedo, it's going to really all be about the accessories, mm-hmm. what he comes with. Um, I would hope that you'd have, because, of course, the original <laughs> Torpedo figure from 1983 doesn't have a removable uh you know, mask or helmet. So he's just a pair of eyes. Um, they, of course, later in the 25th series, they did, you know, they, you did have torpedoes that had a, a, a just an open face, if I'm not mistaken. It had a mask. Yeah, I believe there was, it was the wetsuit, like head covering with an yeah. open face. And then you put the mask over that. Yeah, I would yeah. like to see, if not like interchangeable heads like you have maybe yeah. a torpedo where he's just wearing like a beanie or something like that just a little navy beanie or, or or a dixie cup or something and then have an alternate head where you actually have the scuba mask um you know the, where it's just the eyes cut out or something like that yeah i i keep thinking like i i i want an alternate head that's unmasked mm-hmm. that that's the biggest thing i for me for a classified torpedo yeah, and I would hope maybe they listen to the feedback about barbecue and going forward, maybe we'll see that sort of thing. Because it and with, really and with would... barbecue, you had an opportunity to actually make a removable helmet 
versus yeah. with torpedo you probably need a swappable head you know what honestly i prefer swappable heads because traditionally if you have a removable helmet on an action figure either well when it's a full a full helmet either the helmet is going to be too big or the head is going to be too small mm. it's very difficult to do that right i've found that if you just have swappable heads it's it's easier to deal with and tooling wise the cost is the same whether you're making a helmet or just a head that is a helmet so i i would just rather have the swappability uh and we saw well we'll get to that in a minute so yeah i think torpedo i i would like you know, I don't know what modern wetsuits look like. I can't imagine they're that much different from 80s wetsuits, like his wetsuit technology <laughs> advanced all that much. No, I don't know. A, I mean, it was a very like sleek, uh, utilitarian costume that he had. Yeah. So, so. Get, give him his, his tanks, uh, spear gun, flippers, and the interchangeable heads, and I'm good to go. It, maybe uh, he you, doesn't maybe you give him a, a aquatic like animal pal uh this time around who knows <laughs> <laughs> what would uh gosh no because like a comic book torpedo would be like completely different like it would be well unless it's the unless it's the scene in fort knox where he's protecting fort knox in his full underwater scuba <laughs> gear but like if they were just to do like a sailor torpedo which i think he appeared uh several times just in like uh well like and there's no place like springfield you see him just hanging around well at least you see the 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 simulated version of him uh hanging Uh, around just wearing like a tank top and yeah uh, yeah yeah. so maybe later on down the line we can get a a more uh ground-based torpedo but this one's got to be because they haven't done any like naval aquatic Mm-mm. type figures yet so he's he's got to be pretty strong and then of course uh his 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 counterpart copperhead interesting that they went with copperhead and not an eel but i'm like i said i'm good with it you guys know i want my copperhead yeah same here and i only have to buy one if it's copperhead right right <laughs> uh we got to see sergeant slaughter mm-hmm Sergeant Slaughter looks fantastic. Yes, (laughs) an itty bitty Sergeant Slaughter, which, unless I'm mistaken, I believe I called that when we were speculating on what the mystery accessory would be. I think Mm -hmm. I said, based on what Lenny said about Slaughter motivating people to go out and buy GI Joe toys, I said I think it could be a carded, little tiny carded figure. And I base that off the fact that the Major Wrestling Figure podcast, their Super 7 figures came with little tiny figures of themselves, which is brilliant. Mm. Uh, but anyway, he comes with a world's smallest Sergeant Slaughter carded, you know, blister carded little figure. Uh, he's got a number of interchangeable hands. Uh, let's see. Let me pull the picture up here. They had a really nice shot. Oh, uh, it was in the stream. They didn't actually publish a picture of all the accessories. He came with a number of uh, guns, a number of interchangeable hands. He has removable sunglasses, a hat, and a whistle. And Lenny made a point of saying that all of these things were sculpted as thin as they could possibly get them in order for them to fit properly and look right. 
uh, which I think is very important. Everything looks good from the pictures, and we got some really good mm-hmm. close-ups. Yeah, the tank Slaughter top looks holding great, the like... figure and holding and holding his glasses. Well, and there was a shot of him holding the whistle, like mm-hmm. the way that not like an action figure holds a whistle, but the way that an actual human holds a whistle. Like it was, it was a really nice interaction between that modified C grip, or it might even be a pistol grip, really, uh, in the whistle. Oh, one thing, because I, I, I've got two sets of notes here. Uh, Emily did mention that going forward and starting with this wave of reveals that we got in this live stream, rather than three figures, waves are going to be five figures now, which is fantastic news. That's an expansion of the line that is more product each time. And I, I love it. I think that's great. Oh, and this Sergeant Slaughter, it is going to be a, it's debuting at San Diego Comic-Con, but it is not a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. It is a fan channel exclusive, which means you'll be able to get it from Big Bad Entertainment Earth, Pulse, uh, all of your normal toy retail, online toy retailers. So that's great news. It means there's not going to be a scramble to get this. They have not yet announced what the San Diego San Diego Comic-Con exclusive actually is going to be, but that's something different. It may be that mind bender, we don't know. But but it will be, well, hang on. I don't want to get ahead of myself. <laughs> uh all right. Next up, Falcon. Noel, he's got one of your favorite features. Why don't you tell us about Falcon? He does have the beret. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a this is a perfect update of Falcon. If you're going to do a classified Falcon, this is pretty much what you want to ask for. I mean, obviously, we're just getting renders at this point. Um, but, uh, you know, he's got the, the camo fatigues. Um, you know, we don't know. We haven't seen, like, I'd love to see the backpack just to make sure he has, like, the same backpack with the communications antenna and, uh, and all that as well. Um, but we see, you know, the web gear and the uh, and the BDUs, um, the compass or whatever that is on his shoulder. It's the communicator that's the communicator. on the first series of figures, the okay. first wave. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Which I like that they're bringing, even though they are kind of taking out the blackout elements, they are incorporating that communicator into these designs that are a little more traditional. And I, I personally like that. And of course, we cannot go without mentioning that he does have the neckerchief, and that was yes. that was his, a must-have. His uh, battle scarf, I believe they're referring to these <laughs> ads. Uh, the one thing I'll, I'll notice about the web gear is the way that the bottom of his uh, uniform blouse is attached to the web gear looks a little weird to my eyes. But so far in every case the actual final product looks better than the renders do like the renders just kind of give us an idea of the profile and the design. And, and to my eyes, and I'll be interested to know if you guys agree, once we see actual figures, they, they, I think they have looked better every time. Yeah. Well, I I do like the idea. I think it incorporates that web gear better if it's a piece that comes off and it includes that, that blouse part of the uh, the bottom of the the shirt 
because I I think it just it flows better that way. I don't know. It'll be it, it'll be something I'll, I'll need to see in person. Yeah. Uh, I do notice on that left arm, he's got the watch, which is looks like it's a separately sculpted piece. That's a nice little touch. Uh, gives gives him a little more uniqueness. But also, we have these bare arms from the sleeve down that they can, because uh, I believe these are a little bit different size. That, well, they might be the same as Outbacks, I guess. Uh, but I like the sort of modular accessory thing where you can add a watch or a gauntlet or whatever to to give a, a little more uniqueness to a shared part. Uh, I like his, he, he's got this sort of sardonic look on his face. Uh, again, I'll be interested to see the final sculpt of this. I wish they just straight up licensed Don Johnson, but I know they wouldn't do that. <laughs> why, why would you spend that money when you don't have to? But that would have been awesome. The texture uh, but he looks good. is so good on like the, the web gear you can see up at the top on his shoulder yeah, and then, yeah. uh, down at the bottom of it, the, the, the hashing on it. Um, just really, really good attention to detail. That's uh, these are really good high res photos that they posted. And he'll definitely be made, like you said, by his accessories. Once we see the backpack and the rifle and any potential extras that he has, I guess a knife as well. Yeah. Uh, it, it, and the, uh, both the battle kerchief and the beret are removable. So I, I think he's going to look great once we see the final product with the accessories. <laughs> now this one, Christian, I know you were excited about this. <laughs> Why don't you tell us about this next one? Uh, yeah, I was watching the stream while I was doing some editing at the office. And when this popped up on the on the screen everyone in the office was like are you okay because the <laughs> gas that came out of my mouth um yeah it's barbecue in his slaughter's marauders colors which we had joked about exactly now i want to jump back for a second when when emily mentioned that waves were going to now be five figures I was of two thoughts at the same exact same time. Yay, because that means the company has faith in the G.I. Joe classifieds line because they don't add more figures if they think this line is going away. Right. But the other side of me went, well, for some of the people that are collecting on a budget, this does cause people to probably pick and choose a sure. little bit more so seeing that some of these figures are going to be repaints made me very excited because for the people who want to build that slaughter's marauders team congratulations i am legit i am excited and i am happy for you um i'm just not one of them he's got he's got the, the the various shades of green on his uniform. He's got the blue hood with the mask. Um, and maybe because this is a the render, I do have to say the colors that they used are toned down it, compared less, to the original ones. So he's not as garish. It's less obnoxious 
Yeah, the, the blue doesn't clash quite as much with the other colors as it does on the original. Yeah, figure. like I feel like if he was out in the jungle in a fight, classifieds barbecue is is going to be able to stay hidden better than O ring barbecue. Well, and that brings me to something that Lenny said that I found very interesting. Uh he he kind of threw it out there that you know this is a repaint of barbecue he's a masked guy so i mean depending on how you play or collect or whatever you know he could potentially even be a troop builder mm-hmm. so remove any idea that this is barbecue and look at this as maybe like a support troop kit him out differently maybe give him some stuff from one of the valiverse weapons packs or just some different rifles or something and look at him as just a trooper almost like an analog to a steel brigade the the thought did cross my mind that you know if you go and i'm not bashing the barbecue figure at all but if you go on target.com you can still buy yes barbecue i i have a feeling that you know, he this runs the risk of of being at clearance. And in my and I when I was having this thought, I was like, well, you know, if this figure goes on clearance, we're gonna see a lot of customizers buy him up and repaint him in other colors. And if you look at just the design, you could have a cool trooper. Well, I wouldn't mind having uh I can't remember if it was Rise of Cobra or Retaliation, but they did a like gray and yellow barbecue mm-hmm. that I've it's up behind me somewhere here. I think it was Rise of Cobra. I wouldn't mind seeing that, but so and I realize it's completely impossible for us to erase our knowledge of G.I. Joe. But if I was just a new collector looking at classified series as a line in and of itself i would prefer this barbecue to the red barbecue if i had no context if i didn't have my nostalgia for the original barbecue as far as just being an army guy toy mm. i like this design better interesting but not wrong I mean, I'm seriously, sure, no, sure. no judgment. Oh, opinions and, and also, are going to vary. And also, I feel like they wouldn't introduce Slaughter's Marauder's colors if they didn't have plans for, for the, the other Marauders. The spirit, we oh, already yeah. know spirits, spirits happening. So a Marauder spirit uh, is who's a 100%. Mutt is in the works, so I'm sure there'll be one of those. And of course, we'll get a Slaughter. Right, because that's we'll an easy repaint. And, and you know what? Maybe that's going to be the Comic-Con exclusive. Maybe they're going to offer the standard slaughter uh, at the same, because they've done that in the past. Think about mm-hmm. the old G.I. Joe exclusives where it was the regular Zorana and the cold Slither Zorana. They did the Cobra Commander in the black suit and the Cobra Commander with the tan pants and the blue blazer. They did the Sergeant Slaughter. They did the Triple T version and the regular version or the mail-away version. So it's actually, there's a history of G.I. Joe of offering two different decos 
around San Diego Comic-Con. I think that it would actually be a really cool nod to that if a Slaughter's Marauders Slaughter, that seems like a lot, (laughs) was the Comic-Con exclusive. But anyway... That's now we pure. just gotta get a low light figure so that we can. Oh, I know, right? Yeah, I see that slaughters marauders. I I think about that marauders low light in in these more subdued colors. I think that would actually look really cool. I th- I think most of the marauders figures. I'd be very interested to see with this more subdued color scheme. Although I will say the blue on his knees is a little bright. Yeah, but then again, once we see an actual right. prototype, then we'll know what the paint is exactly. going to be closer to looking. Uh, all right. Moving on, we saw this. This is a new thing, and I love that they do stuff like this because, to me, it keeps the line sort of fresh and vital. A crimson bat. And to me, the most important thing about this Crimson Bat, uh, the team's attention to storytelling detail is so fantastic to me because if anybody here or anybody listening collected DC Universe Classics, you know when you look at your shelf of Green Lanterns or Yellow Lanterns or Blue Lanterns, their colors do not match. Mm-hmm. There are no two yellow lanterns who have the same shade of yellow on them. And it is infuriating. Lenny and company have made a point of saying the reds from Tomax and Zamot to the Crimson Guard to this Crimson Bat, the plastics and the paints, they made sure that these reds are going to match. And I know it seems like such a small little thing. But to me, that's massive. That shows that you care about the product you're putting out there. You have an attention to detail and that you're as nuts as me about your toys. (laughs) Because every time I look at that shelf of the Sinestro Corps up there, it fills me with rage. (laughs) And then I look over at the Red Lanterns and there's even more rage because that's their thing. Anyway. Uh, I, I like this design more than I thought I would, because I, I wasn't able to watch this live stream live because I was at work. So I kind of had to look at notes and stuff. And when they said crimson bat, I was like, eh, but then when I saw it, I mean, what do you guys think? Uh, it's, I, I, I like the design. Um, it's not one that I will probably wind up having my, in my collection just because, I'm not collecting every classified and this is the kind of thing that I'm like, Hey, good on you for doing that. Good on you for getting as much mileage as you can out of these molds. It, it definitely justifies you spending the time and the effort into molding such detail on them. Um, but no, the color, the color scheme is really cool. It does make sense that, you know, there was, there would have the crimson guard would have their own branded bats. I, I hope because we, you know, with the first bat that came out, they did the second hand, which was battle damaged. I'm hoping that instead of the battle damaged head, I actually want a Crimson Guard helmet head for, oh, for the bat. Um, just as a you know, a variation for display. Sure. Um, but also kudos to Hasbro 
for realizing that these are army builders. And while I'm not, you know, I don't need 10 bats up on my shelf, all the toy photography that I see, people are buying them up. So, so far we have the regular bat. We have a Python patrol bat. Now we have a crimson guard bat. So they're, they're keeping this out there. And I feel like you're giving more people an opportunity. Like if I didn't get the crim- the Python patrol back, guess what? I'm going to have an opportunity to well, get no, a crimson nobody, guard back. Nobody get the Python patrol back. Well, <laughs> true. How about this? How about this for an alternate head idea? Uh, Cyborg Fred. <gasps> Whoa. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. That would be amazing. This is what that happens to the friends that die figure. in battle. They throw him in a cyborg suit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. So. No for I, the win. I love the color scheme. The gray, the red, the darker red. Like, it all looks great. I love the fact, and Lenny pointed this out, the serial number on the chest plate, that's not a production. That's not like a sample thing. That's actually going to be on the toy. Because Tomax and Zamot order these from Cobra. So, like, that serial number there and the barcode underneath it are going to be on the toy because these are literally a product of Cobra. I like that a lot. I think that's really cool. And this, because I I ordered the uh, chest plates. Oh, gosh, I wish I could remember who I ordered them from. I can't remember off the top of my head right now. Uh, if you if you go on Instagram, uh, this is going to bother me. I'm sorry, you guys. I've got to look this up. Uh, one per case. I, I remembered it. Let me make sure I'm right. Yes, I was. My brain still works, you guys. How exciting is that? <laughs> one per case on Instagram makes all different kinds of chest plates that are compatible with the classified series batch they're they make translucent ones they make ones with cobra symbols decepticon symbols like thundercat symbols it's it's insane they're very affordable but this chest plate i will leave this one factory model because i like this serial number concept so much uh so i i really dig this I think the bat is arguably the best classified figure that's been released thus far. Uh, just as far as being toyetic and fun to play with and, and a good dollar value. So I'll, I'll buy one of each bat that they make, whatever variety they decide to make them in. So I'll get one of these. Uh, all right. Noel, you want to tell us about Outback? Yay! Um, <laughs> well, obviously, we we knew this was coming when we got the uh, the Tiger Force version, and um, it's it's all that I wanted it to be. Um, he's uh, he looks he looks fantastic. He looks just like his his original self, and I will definitely. Uh, said, I said I'm skipping the Tiger Force, uh, but I will. Oh, come I will on! Definitely... It's like an entirely different figure. <laughs> I know, I know, but it wasn't. I said I didn't really collect the Tiger Force stuff growing up. There's not there's there's only so much i'm putting in my collection and yeah, this is yeah. this is what i'm collecting classified you're for you're, you're for not this. a lunatic so you're actually <laughs> making decisions about what you buy <laughs> uh yes um but yeah no it's it's 
it's pretty perfect. Uh, I will say this. We were talking earlier about Falcon's arms. They're definitely different arms than Falcon's. Yes. These are hairy. Yes. And they well, even mentioned that during the stream that yeah. they, they had to go in and paint all the hairs on his arm red this time, <laughs> which I don't remember them pointing out the hairy arms on Tiger Force Outback. So. Well, and he's also just, the arms are just thicker and veinier. You can actually yeah. see like he's very mm-hmm. vascular. Um, I, you spend six months out in the woods. You're, you're, you're going to get, you're going to get buff. <laughs> right. Right. And the hair sculpt is amazing too. I know, I know it's the same as the other one, but it just, because it's the original colors, um, it just pops so well with that orange hair. Well, yeah, I think, I think the, the beard and the hair do kind of stand out a little bit more in the, the red as opposed to the gray. Uh, and those blue eyes also stand out against the, the orange and the green of the headband. Um, yeah, it just looks fantastic. I'll I will buy this as well as the Tiger Force version. <laughs> I'm just always amazed that his shirt is so clean. <laughs> there really should be some like <laughs> yellow stains, like pit stains, and like a big the big uh, uh, chest triangle should be there. <laughs> But uh, th- I mean, this is he he's fresh. He's getting ready to be deployed. And I'm sure there are customizers out there who will dirty this guy up. He just buys his shirts in bulk. And that's all all that's in his backpack. Yeah. Fresh shirts. Yeah. Fresh white shirts. He changes every 12 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Christian, I know she's one of your favorites. Yes. And they they did cover girl so good, so good. She has the potential to become until we see classified shipwreck, my favorite figure in this line. Um, they went with a sort of updated version while staying true to the G1 figure. So um, she's got her bomber jacket. Um, pants the you know tan pants with the yellowish tan shirt she has the short hair yes it's, which i love that they kept it the, yeah it's not like it's yes, not like yes, super short yes. it's no it's got it, some volume on it but it's her, i, I love the fact they kept it short style like it yes. actually has like a wave to the front like they pointed out you know she's in the military but she was also a model right um for the render the face looks just absolutely stunning and they did say that they have been practicing and practicing and practicing in order to get the makeup right um because one of the things that that i think takes away from the lady j um is some of the makeup effect that they use on her especially for the cheeks actually came out kind of harsh um and really fake looking. And so what we're seeing right now with CoverGirl is more like what I call like the airbrushing technique that I see customizers use. So I hope that's what it ends up looking like. Um, but the, the portrait the double belts, like just. I mean, so she great. looks, she looks like an adventurer. She almost yeah. looks like Indiana Jones ish. Mm-hmm. Um, and her portrait Almost a little reminiscent of Cindy Crawford to me. Yeah. Okay. Who, yeah. And they were who, definitely going for a, a, a model-esque 
who, who at one point I, I had in my fantasy casting as cover girl. Oh. Uh, but then I saw that movie that she was in with fair game. Yes. Her and uh, was it which Baldwin brother was it? Was it Stephen? No, Daniel. I think it was Billy. There's was so it Billy? Many of them. St- Stephen's the crazy one. Daniel's well, the, the, the. I think they're all a little screwed up one. Yeah. Billy's the normal crazy. one of the four. They're it's like non cute mogwais. You just get them wet and all of a sudden there's a thousand. <laughs> the Baldwin's everywhere <laughs> wreaking havoc. Uh, but yeah, this figure looks fantastic. I, I, what a great choice. And again, it's interesting that two vehicle drivers, Copperhead and Covergirl, mentioned in this stream with just a hint of vehicle. Yeah, yeah. It, I would it, love to see a Wolverine as a as a Haslab. That would be a that would be well, something we'll, that I would I would get we'll, behind. We'll discuss that in a bit here. Now, if there's one thing I have to say, it is a render, so we haven't seen the final product. The knees look super skinny on this figure. Um, it's it's like the, the because the knee pads are so narrow. And you have like the top and the bottom part of the trousers kind of come yeah. to a very thin point. Well, I end. think she's got the same legs as Lady J. Mm-hmm. And those look fine. So I think it's just the render is kind of exposing the dimensions a little bit. Yeah. I think in person it'll look fine. Uh, but but I see this is, and people get so mad at me, this is the problem I have with double joints. Mm-hmm. Is that's that's what you get. That's the look you get when you it have doesn't look nearly jointed. as bad on any of the male figures that we've seen thus far from these renders, though. And part of that is because they have wider knee pads. Yeah, so that's just kind of one of the drawbacks of having those little narrow pads. Uh, all right. Next up, the really most delightful reveal that we got, as far as I'm concerned, but. You guys are the Transformers guys here. <laughs> Why don't you break down this next Transformers GI? Okay, so this is interesting. And I don't know if this was a slip. I don't know if it was as significant as I think it was. Emily referred to this as a retroverse release. Did you guys catch that? No. I did not. She very specifically used the term retroverse. So we already know we're getting Megatron and Baroness. Now we have this reveal, Bumblebee and Stalker. So the retroverse, if this is actually a concept and not just some word that the marketing manager threw out there, by the way, this is not some random person on the team who just vomits up word salad. This is the marketing manager. So the retroverse thus far encompasses Transformers and G.I. Joe. Could it potentially include other things along the lines of that Comic-Con box set that we got a few years ago that included Visionaries, ROM, Mask, Mask? Because if they're doing freaking transformer gi joe vehicles 
What's to stop them from doing mask vehicles? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's that's a good question. So just something to throw out there. Emily used a very, very specific term to describe this, and that term potentially encompasses a wide variety of things. Mm. She didn't just say Transformers G.I. Joe collab. So just something to think about, something that I noticed as I was watching this live stream. And Retroverse is a very appealing, uh, synergetic corporate term that you could easily slap on packaging. Hmm. Just something to ponder. So anyway, while we're thinking about the Retroverse, you guys, why don't you tell us what you think of Bumblebee as an Awestriker? Go for it, Noel. So I, I know you ordered it. Yeah, I, I ordered it. it. Was the first thing I I did when I had the opportunity. Uh, I love it. I know that there's a lot of there's a lot of pushback about like, well, it should be Hound. That this doesn't really fit the figure. First of all, it's a it's Bumblebee is Bumblebee is the Transformer they're going to market. Sorry, you may not like it, but he's the one they're going to market. Nobody cares about Hound outside of like pretty big Transformers fans. Beachcomber is a pacifist. Doesn't make sense for him to be a G.I. Joe vehicle. Got to throw that out there for those who are arguing for that. Um, but uh, I I love it. I think that they did a really good job of blending that yellow and incorporating that in without it looking um, like it's just really mismatched too much. Um, the fact that it carries over to his arms and it's his chest and his head and then the rest of his body is green. I thought they, they did a, a fantastic job of, of matching that up. Um, I love the fact that you have Stalker sitting on his back while he's in robot mode, manning his cannon. So, uh, uh, and just like the His Tank, which of course we haven't yet seen in person, um, the vehicle is just perfect. Like they didn't they didn't cut corners to to mm-hmm. make it too cable-y in one mode. Um, I, I think the V and the His Tank was amazing. This striker, if if he didn't have the yellow, like at first glance, I would think, oh, that's just the striker. I mean, it is, yeah, mirror well, what, what blows my mind is, you know, a few episodes ago, we speculated about which vehicles they could do. And I don't think the striker even came up because it didn't seem to me that there was enough to the striker to have a robot inside. You know, and and the, I should have, and it should have dawned on me because they have done transformers that have that are that have vehicle modes very similar to the Ostrikers before, so and in a much smaller scale. So it would make sense that they could easily do this when he's I got just enough. Didn't, in his... I, and and you're right, Beachcomber is the obvious example. But it just, I just looking at the Ostriker, I just didn't think there was enough there to get a robot out of it. But mm-hmm. but here it is. It looks fantastic. Uh, for the folks that think that Bumblebee shouldn't be an awe striker, uh, because I am a lunatic, I have compiled a list of things that Bumblebee has been over the years. Uh, a VW bug, a generic sports car, a gigantic human in Hulk Hogan armor, different generic sports car with a jet ski, 
a 2008 Camaro, a 1974 Camaro, some weird European-looking car, a weird white police car, a black Camaro, a black hatchback, a primer gray Camaro, different varieties of science fiction space cars in gray, brown, green, and yellow, a green armored car tank thing, a gray Jeep, a yellow Jeep, and a motorcycle with a sidecar. And so what, if you're what not, do you think of with with Bumblebee? You think of a bug? Yeah. Buggy. How about buggy. that? Absolutely. He's supposed to be one of the smallest Transformers. So, yeah, to, I can't think of what other vehicle he would be other than the Ostriker, to be honest with you. Yep. Well, and, and somebody brought up, uh, we, we uh, as I've talked about before, uh, His Tank is where we get a lot of inspiration for things that we talk about. I love the His Tank forums. Uh, and somebody brought up a very interesting point on His Tank that for Transformers fans, that it would be much more interesting if they were doing the Transformers vehicles with gi joe drivers like so bumblebee would just have been a big bug but i think at that point the crossover doesn't work and traditionally when transformers have crossed over with other things they have adapted the style of those other things because that's what transformers do they are literally robots in disguise when they first arrived on earth they scanned what they found and that's what they transformed into and going back to even like uh the jay lee transformers versus gi joe comics that take place during world war ii uh they're completely different vehicles that's that's where bumblebee is this like armored car tank uh the transformers are eminently adaptable so why not adapt them to be gi joe vehicles and wasn't it Back in the G.I. Joe comic, when they introduced Generation 2, Cobra rebuilt Megatron into his tank form. So if the Transformers were going to be hooking up with the Joe team, I would not expect them to be normal cars. I would expect them to now be military vehicles. Right. Mm -hmm. it, it, ju it just makes sense to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this was this was an instant pre-order for me. And and Christian, like you said, the the Ostriker mode, it just looks like the Ostriker. Yeah. Now it's, I think that it, it, a lot of that is the digital render on it too, because sure, like if, if the bonnet is not split, so and, and it's we it's know a that little it's a little small. Yeah. Yeah, it's a but, little smaller than the original, which is fine, which is fine. Because the Ostriker is a it's a much larger vehicle than like the Vamp. When you right. when you put them side by side, it's it's actually a lot bigger than the Vamp is. So uh yeah, this is fantastic. I love that it comes with Stalker. Uh he's sorry, Sergeant Stalker. Sergeant Stalker, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh you people argued, well, why didn't it come with crankcase? I I've got a news flash. Nobody cares about crankcase. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so yeah, this this is very exciting. I hope that this Transformers GI Joe collaboration just continues forever. This is this is my dream. When I was a kid, I was always so frustrated that GI Joe V or uh, Transformers vehicles 
I mean, they weren't even compatible with each other, let alone right. with G.I. Joe. <laughs> so th- this is a dream, a literal dream come true for me. Yep. This uh, and the Lego Optimus Prime that I have sitting on my coffee table right now are like all of my childhood dreams coming true. Oh, that thing. So that thing wasn't a pre-order. That was a. Oh, no, no. I... Lego Lego doesn't do pre Lego doesn't do that? No, no, no. When, Le- <laughs> when you find out a Lego set's uh, coming, it's usually because it's about 48 hours from it being able to be bought in a store. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's a much better business model in my personal opinion. Uh, we also saw... or Okay, so the pre-orders that went up, uh, Bumblebee and Stalker. Also this new weird version of snake eyes and timber um so when i first saw this i thought what 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 were you guys reactions when you saw that they were basically offering the alpha commandos as repaints (laughs) good for the people that wanted timber in his original toy colors and good for people that want snake eyes with the ninja mask, not the goggles. Um, that's just not my head cannon snake eyes. So when I, again, much like the crimson bat, when I first kind of read about this, I was like, what, 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 <laughs> who cares? Then when I saw the pictures, I think this white timber looks fantastic. Uh, and then the snake eyes didn't do a lot for me, but then I saw his battle scarf. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. The battle scarf is not what got me. I actually like the, uh, he's got the olive drab pants on. Are they olive drab or are they like a brown? No, they're olive drab. They're green. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I like that look. Right. It's a look straight out of the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so I took some photography. If if you go to Audible Interlude Podcast on Instagram, you can find the pictures I posted comparing the Zero Zero Snake Eyes, the original, the very first classified figure, to some Super 7 Ultimates. Because there's been a lot of discussion about how compatible the ultimates are going to be with the classified series which the answer to that is they are not at all but i put some pictures up on our instagram so people could actually see snake eyes alongside king diamond andre the giant liono and conan and they just don't work uh but in pulling out that zero zero snake eyes which i haven't really sat down and looked closely at in a couple of years it's a fantastic figure and that's basically this figure but with this one has the ninja mask i like this update of snake eyes and yeah it's a bunch of parts we've gotten before but between that and between this beautiful white timber i pre-ordered the set (laughs) good for you i just i like it i think it looks really nice uh initially i thought it was a complete pass and and now i'm like ah, it's really cool i want to have it cool said so I, I i think it looks great um i you know i've i've got my snake eyes and my timber so yeah that that 
that spot in my collection is is fulfilled so i don't need additional ones but uh, i could see if i were a, a, a completist or was buying a lot more this would be probably one that would be on my radar i'm i'm trying to not be a completist <laughs> but i'm not very good at it uh and then let's see so finally we got some more images of the duke and cobra commander o-ring set which went up for pre-order and there is a lot to this set initially it was kind of just oh it's a sunbow color cobra commander and duke but now we've seen the accessories uh we've gotten a better look at the figures and i'm a much bigger fan of this set than i initially was and i'm going to pull up better pictures here so when they first told us about this, what were you guys' feelings about it? <laughs> I, <laughs> um, I just always have this fear since the Walmart retro figures that they will always now give Duke a horrible yelling face. Oh, face. Yeah, but he he gets a smile for this figure so i actually um it, accessories wise holy cow i feel like you know for what they charge for these people are finally getting their money's worth um but the the smiling duke it just cracks me up and not in a bad way i think well, i mean it's fun. these are essentially the original the original figures in different paint schemes however they have retooled cobra commander's head a little bit so proportionally i think it looks a little bit better um duke i mean it's that smiling duke that's what he looked like yep mm -hmm. but what's interesting is on the packaging he has the sunbow rifle or the snow job rifle and the helmet and that's it cobra commander has this rifle uh, that is from the intro of the Sunbow cartoon. And that's it. But then if you look at the accessories, Duke has the jetpack or the jump jetpack with that cross piece that I hated so much in the retro Duke, but that works on this one because it's not replacing his bandolier. Like it, mm -hmm. it's an extra piece. Uh, and has all of his original pieces. And then Cobra Commander comes with Cobra binoculars, Cobra branded binoculars, his original laser gun that plugs into his back. Uh, there, there are a lot of additional accessories in this that aren't even pictured on Hasbro Pulse for some reason. So I actually like this set a lot more now than I did when they initially announced it. And did you guys, I don't know how casually you guys are, are looking at the O-rings. Were you into this? So I, you know, when, when they first announced they were doing O-rings again, I was so excited and said I was going to buy every one of them a thousand times. Uh, since a little sticker shock has set in, I have been... <laughs> Uh, a little bit more gun shy on on that uh, idea um 
I did. I have not purchased these. Um, I going back and looking at them and seeing all the accessories this time, the accessories are actually a sell. Whereas yes. typically yes. the accessories are kind of like, meh, I don't need a bunch of mm-hmm. extra swords. Well, snake eyes uh, and storm shadows accessories were just like, and they threw in some, some random junk from other figures. Mm-hmm. This, you know, Emily always talks about storytelling. This to me, this accessory set feels like, storytelling right you got the you know you can essentially recreate the uh the opening scene of gi joe the movie mm-hmm. with the american flag and the jetpack and cobra commander and his staff and his clipboard or whatever he's holding uh well he's he comes with the uh the explosive device uh, okay <laughs> uh so yeah this is a case where yeah i still think these things are priced a little high but the accessories like you said make the value seem a little better rather than feeling like we're trying to justify the price right christian what about you how did you how how, have they hooked you into these at all because you're not an o-ring guy no i got rid of my o-ring collection when i moved into the 25th um, now, which, which is why we refer to you as Christian the Devil, right? Um, however, I mean, I did back the the Sky Striker, so I am going to have an O ring figure. And I did think when they announced these, am I going to get them all? No, but the characters I really like, I would probably get. But I still cannot justify. The price. Yeah. You're not getting an O-ring figure. You're getting yeah. You're getting several. You're getting several. <laughs> True. So, so let me ask you this. Let's say a year from now, once Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow and Duke and Cobra Commander and the Cobra Trooper and the Cobra Officer, once they're just in stock on Pulse, Pulse has a twenty-five percent off sale. They're in stock you can just order them and they'll send them right to you how do you feel about that and you have and you have your sky striker at this point i would still cherry pick if these got down to 15 dollars a figure then in my head i can justify it and i i know we'll we'll talk about call sign longbow oh yes but a small independent toy company just sold me O-ring figures at $25 a pop. Yeah. A huge mass market. And and I try not to be that, that negative poo-poo guy, <laughs> but I'm just, some people have a budget and some people really wanted O-ring figures. So if a small independent company can give me toys at $25, then I just can't justify Hasbro being as big as it is trying to sell me figures for $25. Right. For, for close to the same price. Yeah. Essentially, even though they're, even though they're pulse only compared to call sign longbow, they're essentially still mass market figures. Yeah. You're paying for a package which I'm not an inbox collector. Right. No harm, no foul to anybody that is. That's just not me. I like to pose and, and, and take photos of my figures. 
I do like diorama building, but I don't need each figure to come with like, you know, five guns. Like seriously with this pack, I mean, Cobra Commander's binoculars are different than Duke's binoculars. Like there's enough here where I Which, feel like you, you're getting so much that's individualized versus is impressive because when yeah. I first saw Cobra Commander's binoculars, I was like, oh, they're probably Dukes painted white with a Cobra logo. And then I looked and I was like, no, this is a separate strap. This is a completely different accessory. And this is where, you know, I'll often talk about extra accessories as being junk that I throw in a drawer. But in the case of this set, it's options. I can choose whether I want Duke to have his original rifle or the Sunbow rifle. I can choose whether I want to put the helmet on him or not, or the jetpack on him or not. Like this to me is options rather than extra junk. Whereas Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes, all of that was just extra junk, right? Because I'm not giving, I'm not giving a V1 Snake Eyes a V3 sword or whatever it was, right? I'm just not. I I. I want the accessories that come with the figure to make sense. That's yes. really it. You know, if, if you're going to, if, if you're going to up the price because you're giving me 10, you know, 10 accessories with this figure, then make sure all 10 fit. There's a reasoning why they're with that figure where, you know, and I, it, I think and I've, I've said it before. Instance, I think, I think it, they do. I think they correct. do all work. Yeah. But 42 bucks is still a big ask for, for two O-rings and a, a, a handful of accessories. Yep. Although the jump, the jump is a pretty decent added value. I mean, it really is. It's a jetpack. It's not I just have so many of them from the 20th. I will like, the jump. But it's still, I mean, look, <laughs> but it was it was, I mean, that's a significant accessory. It's not just Duke's true. backpack, which by yeah. the way is included in this set yep so i i don't know i i like this one a lot more than snake eyes storm shadow i have to say i honestly more than the officer and the trooper just because that one annoys me so much because i would love to troop build and you can't with that <laughs> right you can but you have a really strange well right right you've got a bizarre setup <laughs> every 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 trooper has uh like one officer and hey, right right listen times how... are changed they're promoting people more just <laughs> not me every single trooper has one supervisor that's how yep. incompetent right. cobra troopers are <laughs> uh all right so to wrap up this live stream they closed with Haslab. G.I. Joe Classified. So at the end of the month, they are going to announce uh, a G the first ever G.I. Joe Classified HasLab. I believe this is what Emily was referring to when she said she cried when she saw the model for this reveal. Uh, let's see. But they didn't say anything else about it all we got was at the end of the video we got the haslab gi joe classified and then what a lot of people have said are tank noises but i just heard rolling vehicle noises 
I don't here. know that I specifically thought of it as a tank. So if what what do you guys think? I don't know what I think. I, I can't Oh no, my them. my gut reaction is, is his is his. That seems, that seems to be the go-to. My gosh, yeah. that seems so sure. boring to me, though. Well, I, Hiss or I Vamp are the two that I would think would be the the go-tos for the first, because those are both very iconic. And with but, the Vamp, too, you can also do a Stinger, and you can do a Vamp Mark too, so you get more mileage out of that mold. See, I would have thought that, but at the rate, and I meant to touch on this actually when we were talking about the bumblebee off striker even outside of that the rate at which the off striker hasbro seems to release like like you know three zero now you can buy a model kit of the off striker to build like it just seems like they're putting that out there everywhere where now that's the de facto joe vehicle which is so foreign to me Right, I never but thought I of the Awe Striker as being like the signature vehicle. Yeah, well, they did the I Vamp and the Jada class of, or the Jada um, Metals line. So, I mean, the, yeah. the Vamp is still Good out point. there, and Good because point. this is, we're looking at something that's going to be entirely an entirely new sculpt. We know right. they like to throw that uh, that uh, uh, Awe Striker mold out there because <laughs> it's one of the ones they probably still have in great shape. So uh, you're doing something brand new from scratch. Uh, yeah, I, I would think that they might think of something they haven't done, you know, lately, and that would be the vamp. But there's a lot of options we can go to. I said, I, I mentioned I would love to see the Wolverine. And if there's a cover girl coming out, yeah. hmm. I, I'm, I'm having trouble imagining a G.I. Joe vehicle in one twelfth scale that would get me truly excited because I just don't particularly want, because look, what, what are our options? We're not going to, we're never going to have a full fleet of vehicles in the classified series. We're just Mm -hmm. not. So I find it hard to get excited about a single vehicle. I just don't know what could really get me. And here's the thing. I I don't want to pay $300 for a Hiss tank. No. No. And I don't want to be negative about this. But I have to say a, a classified series vehicle is just not and, and yeah the motorcycles or if they want to do a, Mira- a silver mirage or a trouble bubble or, or even maybe an armadillo or ferret as we've discussed ferret yeah yeah like that's fine but a larger scale classified vehicle just me personally just doesn't get me that hyped i, I mean, would I rather I... those resources go to more o-ring vehicles when I see whatever they offer, my my opinion on it could totally change. Right, right. I, and I'm sure... I mean, to, I, I mean, I... The problem, sort of like what you said, when vehicles are starting to come at that scale, you have a price point and you have 
people who are collecting the figures that aren't going to spend that kind of money on a because we saw it with Star Wars Black. So if we get a Hiss tank, and let's say that the Hiss tank just makes it, what Joe vehicle will we get to go with the Hiss tank? And then that will that be it? Right. Like right. So like, I would almost rather if they're going to go this route, give us a pack of smaller things like could you do a six scale jump pack with a trouble bubble with uh cobra pack claw. but see for yeah. something like that they wouldn't need to do a haslab like I the know. point of yeah. haslab is it's this big thing that otherwise would not be made uh i don't know i i will see and look i i know myself I know once I see it, I'm going to be like, that's awesome. I have to have it. What if, what if, and that Thunder Machine uh, unboxing they did on that last uh, stream. Right, was significant. What, well, yeah. So that's that's There's my been dream. rumor of that for quite a while. And usually I don't put a lot of stock in rumors. But then again, sometimes when there's a lot of smoke, there's a fire. Well, and we right. know how much Lenny loves his dreadnoughts. Right, yep. right. So that's, uh, and, and that would be the one I think that would put me over the edge. I think that's about as big of a price point as I would want to spend. If if it's a $350 Thunder Machine with Thrasher, but then the stretch goals, well, the stretch goals can't be Dreadnoughts because they have to release the Dreadnoughts in the main line. Well, it depends because we, we, we know we're probably going to get Torch River Buzzer. In the main and we're line. certainly are going we, to get Road Pig. Are we going to get Monkey Wrench? Are we going to get Zanzibar? Or are those I, the ones that you you save for a stretch? I goal don't know, man. I don't know. Well, I mean, we're going to find out in like two weeks here, so we'll we'll talk about it more then. We've got a maybe. This is how we get our Xandar finally. <laughs> oh God! Stop trying oh, to make Xandar no. happen. <laughs> no, please, please don't do that. That will the the his tank forums will explode. Uh, all right, we got to move on because we've we've got a couple of more things that we've got to talk about. Uh, the main priority, honestly, the thing that I'm most excited about right now, call sign longbow completed. It funded with two hundred six thousand six hundred sixty one dollars, eight hundred eleven backers. Uh, I got on and I watched the What's on Joe Mind, which I've I've always I've never listened to that podcast, but I've always enjoyed the name because I like wordplay. Uh, I had fun watching their countdown. They did a live countdown for the final hour of the Call Sign Longbow update with the Grindstone Toys guys. Which, by the way. If you didn't listen to our interview with the Grindstone Toy Guys, go back and do it. It's still, even though the campaign's over, it's a really good interview with guys and you get their perspective on what they're doing. Uh, so watch that as, as the campaign completed. In the final moments, uh, we get some really good unlocks. So right now, I am going to run down what you get if you are, as I was, an all-in pledge. The all-in includes Scott Lancer's McMaster's action figure, Alberto Uptown Chapman, Alexei Volk Reznikov, the Gru Spetsnaz, Keith Outlaw Overby, 
the Ghost Deluxe action figure, which the Deluxe version was a stretch goal where you get extra accessories to go with the Ghost figure. Uh, the Steel Web Shock Trooper, the Adapt Trooper Research Facility version, which is the white version, uh, the Marauder Trooper, the, the Marauder Task Force Retro Ops, it's like a desert figure, to me, the least interesting figure of the entire campaign, and I'll probably flip this one on eBay. Uh, and finally, the tracksuit henchman, <laughs> the one that, well, we were all hoping for the tracksuit henchman. We were all hoping for the Krasny Ninja, but we didn't quite get there. Uh, but we did get the tracksuit henchman. I'm very excited about him and his Molotov cocktail. Uh, you also get uh one additional call sign longbow action figure of your choice i will probably get an extra shock true uh, steel web shock trooper although i might get another adapt trooper i i don't know i haven't decided yet uh the kickstarter exclusive comic book which i've already read the digital version but i'll it'll be cool to have a physical version of that and then the uh longbow unit emblem and mtf retro ops patch two pack uh so Great value as far as I'm concerned. 11 figures uh, for less than they're going to be when the backer kit opens. And then when the backer kit does open a month or so from now, you get to add on anything else that you want. Uh, this was very exciting to follow. I think these figures look fantastic. Uh Christian, I think you jumped on right at the end of the stream. What did you, you ended up backing, right? Yeah, I did the um, four-figure pack. Which is reasonable. I totally thought about doing just like four or six and then adding everything on to the backer kit. But I just knew I wanted one of each of these figures and I would be okay with doubling up on a couple of them if it didn't make it all the way to the the potential i think 12 figure potential mm -hmm. uh so I, I i was i was good i went all in uh but this this was just a lot of fun i'm so excited about these figures i'm excited to see what the backer kit offers because during that live stream it was asked will the krasny ninja possibly be unlocked for the backer kit and they said we're not going to comment on that right now so it is possible that there will be backer kit unlocks and we will actually be able to order that Soviet ninja once the backer kit opens up. We'll find out. And I certainly hope so. I, I, I wish more companies would do these uh, live countdowns to the end yes. of Kickstarters. Uh, I like I said I had already funded, but it's it's just so much fun and it builds that excitement even more. Um, they they dropped a hint at a potential you know wave two, but they got to get through wave one first. But I love that they're already looking to the future because um, you know teamed up with Marauders Task Force. Like I just. I just know the quality of these figures are going to be good. The designs are phenomenal. 
Yes. Um, and yeah. You know what the the what's on Joe Mind guys did a really good job with with this. Uh, it was it, like I said, it was fun and engaging to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now that the campaign is done, Noel, in retrospect, like if you had the opportunity, like to buy any of these figures, like if you were at a con- like let's say at Joe Fest next year, they've got call sign longbow figures, and you're like, oh. I'm a little itchy for some just different O-ring stuff. Were there any of these in particular that kind of caught your eye? You're like, you know what? I really like to have that on the shelf. Oh, you, well, I already have shared my love for the tracksuit. Uh, the, yes. the, the, the tracksuit. For, for the eradicator. Uh, yes. Eradicator <laughs> figure. Um, really? I mean, that's, there's, there's several of them. I, I really like um, the, the Scott Lancer McMasters. It's just your, you know, your, your perfect, like gi joe that didn't exist in gi joe um, yeah. he's a great looking figure um but yeah that one in the uh and the tracksuit uh what's the tracksuit henchman that's it that's it yes yeah. tracksuit henchman yeah those are the two that, that really stood out to me the most so very excited about call sign longbow uh everybody should check them out and you know when you get the opportunity to buy these figures you know uh, see see if it's something you'd be interested in we also, in other Kickstarter news, if you backed the, let me get the full title here, Collecting the Art of G.I. Joe by uh, 3D Joe's Robert Carson Metaxas, we got a massive update from that Kickstarter, which already closed. And he is going all out with this book they okay the book is now going to be 14.5 by 13.5 inches a massive size 560 pages free upgrade number one every book backer will receive a free two-sided dust jacket every backer will get a 13.5 inch by 14.5 inch book There will be two standard definition DVDs and two high definition Blu-rays of the documentary and interviews with the the contributors of G.I. Joe. It's basically a documentary about everything that Robert Carson Metaxas does with G.I. Joe, like the history of the art and everything else. Uh, every book will be shrink wrapped inside a clamshell case. Every book will include a red, white, and blue bookmark ribbon attached to the spine. Uh, this is where it gets really crazy. Every order includes the backer's choice 11 by 14 a limited edition art prints. 12 of those 12 11 by 14 prints these are the type of things that retail for like 20 bucks at a convention and you're getting 12 of them as well as 12 editor's choice 11 by 14 limited edition prints so a total of 24 limited limited edition prints that are going to come in an art folder 
Like this is so much extra stuff that was not part of the campaign that they're just doing because they want to put out the best quality product they possibly can. Uh, oh, oh, and it's, it's not just a limited edition art print folder. There are two limited edition art print folders. One is 14.5 by 11. One is 11.5 by 14. So basically one landscape and one portrait. So you can store these whichever way you prefer. This is insanity, you guys. Also, oh, by the way, did I say this was going to be 560 pages? I was wrong. It's going to be 640 pages. Nice. This is like the best bargain for a Kickstarter I've ever seen. The stuff that they're adding just because. Also... The, originally, the DVD and Blu-ray discs were going to be in just sort of an envelope tucked in the back of the book. Well, now they're coming in their own case that is a double gatefold, eight-panel, four-pack digipack inspired by the 1983 Pocket Patrol pack. So that little plastic case that held, what was it, three G.I. Joe figures, I think? Mm-hmm. So now those discs are going to come in a little cardboard pocket patrol pack. And I think that's everything. Yes, that is everything. This is insane. If you didn't back this, I'm sorry. We pushed you to back (laughs) it. We told you about it months ago and we said, get in on this. Uh, I cannot wait to get this thing. So anyway, that's your update for collecting the art of G.I. Joe. Yeah, looking forward to getting that. Uh, So just a couple more items. Uh, A buddy of mine just got a job at Target. And I I didn't get too deep into it because I don't want to bug this guy about his new job. He (laughs) said there is a ton of toy stock just sitting in the back that they can't put out yet. My guess is that Target is holding things back to make sure they actually have product for the holiday season. Um. He, he didn't, I, like I said, I didn't want to grill him because he just started this job. Uh, but it was just an interesting thing. And this was just one target. Every target may not be like this. He may have just, he, he may not have context for what this product is. But traditionally, we have heard that if target has something, they put it out. Like there's nothing in the back. But that's not what he said. He said there are cases and cases and cases of product just sitting in the back that they can't put out yet. I don't know what this is. Just an interesting thing that was reported to me. Uh, also, briefly want to mention influencers. Did you guys see the G.I. Joe kits that YouTube influencers got over the past week or so? Yeah. So... No, I did not know. I have okay. I, this has been a this has been a lighter you, than usual internet week for yeah, me this week. Yeah, you've <laughs> you've you've been a little busy. So apparently, some YouTube influencers received a a care package of GI Joe stuff from Hasbro that included Spirit, Storm Shadow, the Cobra Officer, the Retro Baroness, the Cobra Trooper, the Cobra Officer, and and a few other items, and. 
your average everyday GI Joe collector is in a bit of an uproar about these folks getting all of this free stuff that we can't even get yet. And I say, we look, I know I talk about the needless things, YouTube channel. Let me assure everybody. I don't get anything for free. Nobody sends me Jack squat. I've been reviewing toys for over a decade. I have never gotten a toy for free ever. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, I don't get free stuff. A lot of these influencers do. And I have, this is what I have to say about it. One, these influencers have made the correct decisions and acquired the correct set of skills to get themselves free toys. That is the difference between us and them. And you cannot begrudge them that because they've done what it takes to get free toys. The influencers are, whether you like it or not, an important part of Hasbro's marketing strategy and of building the G.I. Joe brand. Because the three of us are crusty old 40 plus year old dudes <laughs> who don't understand how anything works. We are not the target audience for these influencers. The target audience are the like 12 to 20 something year olds who take in literally all of their information via YouTube. Whether you like it or not, we want these influencers to get these packages and to feature these products on their channels because it gets the word out about G.I. Joe in ways that it otherwise would not get out there. There are no TV commercials anymore. There are no comic book ads anymore. I mean, there are, but they're not effective like they were when we were kids. That stuff, the stuff, the marketing techniques that mattered to us do not matter to the younger generation. These YouTube influencers are a critical piece of this whole G.I. Joe marketing puzzle. So, you know, yeah, I, I think it really stinks that I can't get Spirit, Storm Shadow, and the Cobra Officer, but I haven't done whatever it is you have to do to get those things. These other guys have, and whether they care about G.I. Joe or not, if they're featuring it on their video game channel or on their channel that usually reviews Japanese toys or whatever the case may be, they're getting G.I. Joe product in front of eyeballs that otherwise would not see it. So don't get mad at these influencers. Don't get mad at Hasbro. This is just a, a new part of the puzzle that us crusty old farts aren't involved in and and are not relevant to and that's just how it is 100 percent. i i've done enough promotional tours for companies and let me tell you the amount of gift bags um at least that's what i always called them full of swag of of products and stuff you're yeah, you're usually not giving it to the people that are deep in that hobby or well, and why in that would, industry because you why need to would you branch out free stuff to people who are already invested in what you're doing? 
Yeah. You give your free marketing materials out to people who aren't necessarily invested in the hope of getting them invested and certainly of getting their audience invested. Right. Getting them talking about it so that other right. people will be interested. And right. Yes, these the everything that they sent out is everything that Emily just told us has shipped. Right. Should be hitting the stores. So, yeah, honestly, it never crossed my mind, oh, why are they getting this and we're not? What actually came to me first is, okay, they would not send this to these people to get folks excited to go to the store and find it if it wasn't right. There. If so it wasn't I should on the start way. seeing these soon. And going back to what you mentioned about Target, I don't know if your all's targets are like this, but the Target by my house and the Target that is close to my job currently um they haven't been restocking the shelves so i'm starting yeah. to wonder if there is another relay out of the I toy aisles is. and then boom everything will be out there because so like something's something no happening. marvel there are no marvel legends nope there are no new wwe elites there's so many brands that have not been refreshed in a few months. Mm. So yeah. I think we're right on the verge, even though they just did a reset like six weeks ago, I think we're on the verge of another something. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, this has made me excited for when I walk into, because I have been on right. a little downward slump of, I know every time I walk in, I'm not going to find anything. But now that I saw this, I'm my brain is going, okay, even though you have this pre-ordered, you might find this in the wild now. They're Let's getting, go. Let's right. go. They're getting this stuff for a reason. Yep. Uh, all right, guys. Well, it's time to wrap things up, and I'm going to wrap it up with a hypothetical. I actually posed this question in a thread on HisTank.com, uh, but I'm going to pose it to you guys now as I look up his tank to see if I can find my original post. Uh, would you stop collecting G- modern, current, like today, you stop collecting any G.I. Joe that comes out from here on out. If you could have a complete 1982 to 1994 collection, mint on card, mint in box to do with as you please. Wait, now, is this an ultimatum? Like if I if I take this if thing, you do take, I not get if, to collect if you anything take, new? Right. If you take this 82 to 94 collection, you don't get to buy any more G.I. Joe that comes out after today. <laughs> My I'll go ahead and say it. My answer to this is yes, I would I would take the collection. And it would suck. And I know myself very well. And it would torture me. Now, when but, you say complete, are we talking just figures? Or you mean complete? complete? No, complete. Like, we're getting collection. every single vehicle. Every single thing that was released between 82 and 94, you get mint on card, mint in box, the flag, the terror drone, all the battle core, uh, everything. Do I also get the warehouse to store it in? 
No. <laughs> so then that, no. That part you have to figure out yourself. So then no. <laughs> because in order to afford the real estate to hold all that, I would have to sell part of that part of that collection, <laughs> which then negates me having the real estate to store it. Uh, so no, no, I, I'll, I'll say I enjoy, I still enjoy hunting for things. I still enjoy getting something for the first time. Um, so no, I think that I would continue just trying to acquire the pieces that I want from my collection. There's a lot of stuff from 80, uh, 82 to 94 that I certainly can live without sure sure you know i'm i'm a vehicle and a diorama whore i would i i would say yes and i would end up selling a bulk of the figures off um but i think i yeah, I would keep myself so entertained with all the vehicles and the bases from now until I die that there's no way classifieds could match it because we're just not going to get a G.I. Right. Joe headquarters in right, right. six-inch scale. And that, that was kind of along the lines of what I was thinking. Is you're that was getting... an evil question. Oh, I know. That was really good. That stuff. No, uh, no, can we... No, can we purchase gi joe adjacent things like should we could we still back uh call sign yeah 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 this is just gi joe so nothing gi joe branded right correct Mm. (laughs) now i'm Uh, still i'm still taking with it i said i i still like picking and choosing what i get i still like not just collecting new stuff but i still love that feeling of finding that deal on ebay or mercari or wherever for um you know, for something that I'm, I'm missing and adding it to my collection. For, and, and if you get everything at once, I think it loses its appeal anyway. But it would take you so long to open all of it. <laughs> but then would you want to? You got all this stuff mint, mint, mint on card, mint, you know, I just, I, I open this figure, it goes from being worth $600 to $60 instantly. Yeah, but I think I would be able to spend a whole year just basking in the glory of the eco warriors before I even <laughs> open the package. So on his tank, where I, like I said, I started a thread about this on his tank. Uh, we had 17 his tank users said yes, they would take this deal. Uh, nine said no, they would not. And one of the most interesting points that came up and, and what gave me a little insight into my own answer, uh, Nerf said, I answered no. While the 80s stuff was happy times, I kind of chuckle at it with slight embarrassment, just like any old yearbook photo. But take aesthetics off the table, I'd be giving up the high of the hunt. And no more rides home sharing stories with my kids about the newly acquired figure, much like I spent the ride home reading off the file card to my parents. It's not the same to randomly point at one of a hundred things on the wall and go into story time. So no, I wouldn't choose the done option. That's actually a good point. And all that goes into what you said. I collect a ton of different things because I'm a lunatic. So it wouldn't kill me to stop collecting GI Joe because I also collect Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Star Wars Vintage Collection and and Marvel Legends and whatever else. So I would still experience the thrill of the hunt. But if I only collected G.I. Joe, 
I don't know that it would be as easy for me to, to take this deal because like you said, then I lose ever feeling that thrill again. Right. Yeah. I don't collect a lot of things. Right. Joe is really the only. Yeah. That's your thing. Standard toy line that I still, that I collect. Yeah. I, I know I, I stopped collecting transformers pretty much a while ago. Well, you have to because a billion come out every single day. <laughs> every time I go into Walmart, there are new G1 styled Transformers. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I want to buy this, but no, I can't. Man, well, and that's I, what I had to cut myself off because when they started doing like the Generations line, it's been almost 20 years since they started doing that. But I was like, oh, this is great. Now I'm getting like updated versions of these G1 right, toys. Right. And then two years later, that same figure will come out again and it's better. And I'm like, oh, well, better. I got to buy it again. And well, and now they're doing the movie versions of mm-hmm. those characters like Retgar and Cup and Blur. I feel like I've seen those lately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I, I know. I, I love them all. I would, I, if I were, if I were a millionaire, I might just snatch them all up. Right. Just right. to have them. But I, well, and, and again, like you said, though, the space also. Right, right. Just having the space yeah. for some of this stuff. Yeah, my, my Transformers display is essentially now, it's basically all just original G1 toys or some reissues of G1 toys. Right. And that's that's pretty much all, all, all I can even afford to display at this point in time. And it takes up a massive amount of space. And I, yeah. and I only have stuff from like 84 through 86 and a handful of 87s. Yeah, you have to find what's special to you and what's in your wheelhouse and stick with that or else things just get out of hand yeah well you guys we have once again had a wonderful conversation about gi joe we've talked about the news we've talked about everything that's going on we gotta wrap this thing up i'll remind everybody to check us out on instagram at audible interlude podcast on twitter at gi joe audible please review the show wherever you listen to it our music is by Andy Sanford of electricminnowmusic.com. Noel, why don't you tell us about The Finest? The Finest is recruiting people like you who want to wear a G.I. Joe costume and help us raise money for a great cause like Canines for Warriors. And we will be at Joe Fest. So uh, come by the, the Finest booth if you are at Joe Fest. Uh, donate a few bucks, uh, maybe talk with some of us, and uh, hey, maybe uh, it'll spark you to uh, finally put together that Cobra Trooper costume you've been wanting to do for all those years. And Christian, where can we find those wonderful pictures? You can find me on Flickr.com or Instagram under Legion Cub. You guys, thank you for sitting down talking about G.I. Joe. And as always, yo, Joe. Cobra. You have been listening to a Needless Things podcast. You can follow Needless Things on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at needlessthingspodcast.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.